Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I am live here in the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group.com studios with my favorite white liberal and yours, Sean Yurt Karan, Bell Haven's very own. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Let's see. We got an early text on the Guns and Gear text line that says, also, oh, never mind. That's something completely different. <laughs> That's not a personal text. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not, a, not, a, not a, that was, a, that was from somebody who sent me a. Actually, I will say this. Uh, there's these guys that have this uh, beard oil company. Oh yeah, yeah. Called uh, Bearded Daddy Beard Oil or something. Like that. I guess I should know the name. of They it. sent you some. They did. They they sent me some, and That's pretty cool. of course, you know, I shaved my beard off like three days before I before I got the package because I forgot the package was coming. <laughs> okay. So I've had to miss having to try to grow my beard back so I can use it. But I will be giving y'all updates on Bearded Daddy Beard Oil here soon. But uh, and I'll drop the link. I should already have. If you follow me on Facebook, you've seen the link drop. Uh, so shout out to those guys. That's who was texting me there. Uh, all right, Sean, how's it going, man? Ah, oh, pretty good, man. I'm still again on day five thousand six hundred twenty-two of no AC. So, and it's gonna be bad this week. It's gonna be hot, hot, hot. So. What streak is longer, your alcohol-free streak or your no AC? <laughs> the alcohol-free streak, which ends on Saturday, and uh, somebody was actually talking to me about that yesterday. And they're like, "What's the first beer you're gonna have?" And I was like, "Bud Light." But no, no, not a Bud Light. Actually, Yingling. That's yeah. what I'm going to go for. Yeah, no, 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 look, the Bud Light thing. We can actually start with that. The Bud Light thing has gotten out of hand for them, um, and I don't see it getting back in hand. They have now uh, quasi announced unofficially through some back channel text messages to some media outlets, Daily Caller, I believe, that they have in fact fired the fired the media team, which I don't think anybody thought they hadn't. Right. But they they were saying they are taking a, a leave of absence. My sources have told me that they were they were fired. Seems like back, they would be right a while back, but yeah. I guess there were some potential lawsuits. They could, they could have been sued for saying they were fired. Okay, because I mean the high, the high up signed off on this deal. Mm-hmm. They, you know, that's what these people were hired to do. These marketing plans don't just roll themselves out. Sure, you know, they're planned. They're called marketing plans, and when you have a marketing department, you know, so sure. as stupid as this lady was. That made these comments and then made had that podcast that came out talking about we got to move away from this bratty, fratty image of Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, pictures surface of her doing keg stands, basically, <laughs> at, at frat parties, you know. <clears throat> but anyway, she was hired to do that. That, that was a surprise. You know, now, it fails so epically bad that you're, you're one, you're done. But, but anyway, so I guess there was some, some – how am I trying to say this? They were afraid of residually her not being able to get another job and then being, her being able to sue I gotcha. them, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I, don't, I, think, I think a lawsuit from her is the least of their concerns at this point. I mean, I'm kind of with you on that, considering what the data bears out, what it bears out. It had, its, it's, like, it had its worst week last week. Really? You know, I, there was a good story my sister told and me. This she, thing started April 1st. <laughs> that's, you know, my sister lives in uh, Colorado, and they have a lot of tourism from Texas in the summer, tons of tourists. And uh, her husband... Is a big Coors Light drinker or Coors drinker, and he really likes that. And uh, so they went to the Walmart to go pick up his Coors Light, like because the Walmart's a little bit further there. It's kind of a rural area, but it's a tourist town. Yeah. And uh, they go out there, and all the Texas people there, and all the Coors is gone, and there's just tons of Bud Light. And she texted me, she's like, "God bless all the people from Texas came and took up all the other beer, and now there's just Bud Light left." So I guess it's. I mean, this is kind of infecting everything. Is my point where it, it, it is, and I mean, I've. I've listening to a podcast on the way in here this morning and uh the guys was talking about the um he was at a bar and a guy walked up and ordered a Coors Light and was, I'm sorry so we're out of Coors Light and the guy says man get him a Bud Light and they just all started laughing 
Exactly. I mean, it's just it was like just it was just the, that 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 is bad damage to a brand mm-hmm. when all people have to say is give him a Bud Light and the bartender laughs, the guy that made the joke laughs, and the other guy laughs. It, it's not. It's it's also not even people that are against like me personally. I don't care about Dylan Mulvaney or the ad campaign. Sure. If it was a beer I liked, I could care less about that. It would not make me not drink the beer. But now. I'm making jokes about it with my friend. I mean, everybody's just, it started to become like a cultural thing where people are making these jokes, even if you weren't against the initial ad campaign you know what at it, all. You know what? I, we were talking about Eddie Murphy role. Right. And how you can't say some of those things anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a new way of having a gay joke on your buddy without having a gay joke. It's kind of a good point. Yeah. I you guess know, you it's it's say. like, pun intended, it's a backdoor to a gay joke. Without having to call somebody an F word or saying something, you know, and just saying, "Oh, go drink a Bud Light, buddy." Or, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you it, mean. It, it's become the, mm-hmm. the the new gay joke, and I'm here for it. And and, and it's just like I said, it's not just. I don't think it's just conservatives doing it. I see it everywhere where people are just now. It's become just a just a running joke with everyone. And, and like you said earlier, I think when that happens to a brand, that is so that is unbelievably damaging. To them, they might as well just trash the whole, just get rid of Bud Light at this point. Well, yeah. kid, I mean, just say, we're not making it anymore. Drink so, our other stuff. So they're, they're bringing back the Dilly Dilly campaign. I saw that. I the, saw the, that. The Bud Nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, now look, as a guy who loves beer commercials, I'm here for the Bud Nights return. Yeah, those, those are great commercials. But I'm still not gonna. It's not gonna make me buy more Bud Light. It never made me buy Bud Light. They just had cool commercials in the '80s and '90s. They did. The Bud Bowl was one of my favorite things as a kid. I think everybody liked that. You I just mean, couldn't wait till that came on. I, mean, I, th- I did a poll on my Facebook right after this happened. I was like, I said, all all joke, all Bud Light jokes aside, what was your favorite beer commercial of all time? And it's hands down Bud Light commercials. Whether it's the Frogs, um. What's that? The dog, right? Spot? Wasn't that Bud Light? Uh, what was it? Spot? Well, uh, Spud McKenzie. Spud McKenzie. That was his name, yeah. right? Was it Bud Light or was he Bud Dry? I can't remember. That's a- it, either way, it may have been Bud Light, but remember Bud Dry? Yes, I do. I do remember that. I do remember that. Why do we have dry and wet at the same time? And it's, and it's all liquid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm saying. It's a dry liquid. I just don't... It, is um, it, it's dry brood. I don't understand that. What does that mean? That kind of raises a really – we're both talking about stuff from our childhood and teenage years that we remember specifically about Budweiser commercials, Bud Light. Whatever. Yeah. And so obviously this company's done such a good job prior to this of marketing itself because these are things that we remember from 30 years ago that we're talking about today. 30 years of marketing – of brand equity mm-hmm. ruined in one – Instagram post or one TikTok video. That's cr- it's crazy when you think about it because you're right. They have done such a good job over the of course the last three or four decades of of doing the, of marketing themselves because we remember like I'm like even sitting there like what about the dog like how could I remember a dog from 1988 like yeah. but we but I do because it was such a good marketing campaign. It was also before there were eight thousand TV channels. That's, true. That's and, true and everything else like you could you could market you know on one of the big three or you know a little bit of basic cable. And if you hit a, you get to cast a wide net with a small net, if that makes sense, because you weren't having to be on eight thousand channels and mm-hmm. every Instagram feed and every Facebook feed. You know, you could you could do these things, and they took that and they they ruined it in one dumb move. That well, you were only you had to know you were only going to alienate more people than you were going to encapsulate. I don't think they've thought about it at that point. I mean, I like I wouldn't have thought I I wouldn't have thought about it because I just didn't. I just don't think about those things like this being an alienated thing. Like the, but I can the, see, you know, now I see obviously what the effect is. You got to know your brand. You got to yeah. know oh, this is Bud Light. This is Blue Collar. This is Middle America, Dirty South. This is people. It's the default beer of choice. And anytime you can become the default brand of anything, it was omnipresent with beer. Mm-hmm. Just like a Xerox was omnipresent with being a copy. Back That's in the true. Day. You know, That's like people, yeah, call it, people call it a copy, a Xerox. It's right? almost like we call everything a Coke when you could buy it. You're picking up a Sprite here. Like that's yeah, like, that a Coke. Coke just, it's just generic for soft drink. Mm-hmm. You know, Bud Light was generic for beer, and you could argue that it tasted equally as generic, <laughs> and that's good. So does Coors Light, Miller Light, all of. I mean, I, mean, I, I used to do the blind taste test thing with people at my club all the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody could ever get it right. That's kind of my theory that a lot of this is also not just because the ad campaign was so bad, but the people that were mad about that quit drinking Bud Light, started drinking other beer, and they're like, "Well, other beer is actually better than this." Like, I think there's a lot to that, well, especially Yingling, right? You know, people who have flipped over to Yingling, it's legitimately if if, if I've taken all my biases out of it, it's legitimately a better beer. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like we we got some Yingling Flight the other night, and my girlfriend tried it for the first, and she's like, "That is a good," but she don't like Bud Light. She's a Coors Light drinker. She really don't drink a lot of beer, but she prefers Coors Light over Bud Light. Anyway, and she drank that. She's like, "Oh, uh, that's a good beer," and it's great. Like, it does. It, it actually tastes like beer, mm-hmm. not but water. Yeah, <laughs> like this water, like you know, flavored like, water. You know, same with Mick Ultra. Um, you know, the, but I, I got a buddy that works for Southern Beverage. Been there for like thirty years, and he had said early on that those people had been fired. And of course, I, okay. I, I don't think anybody with a rational brain thought they still work there. But now you've got leaked text messages from inside AB and Hazard Bush mm-hmm. saying that they have, in fact, been fired. Now, where's the, you're, you're bringing back Dilly Dilly. Where is the apology? And I, frankly, it's probably too late, but it would be. People would feel better about it if you would say, you know what? We was wrong. We was wrong. We was wrong. It goes to what you just said about the um, marketing campaign. We only had a few channels. And that's why a lot. Of, I think that's true. Think about this, Clay. How many people do we know that are big uh, Chicago Cubs fans? Because in the '80s, all we could get was WGN, and that was broadcasted across the entire country. I remember growing up in Miami and watching the Chicago Cubs because we didn't have all these cable. Well, it was the same thing with TBS and the Braves, and the Braves, and the yeah. same thing, right? And so you have, and you're you're focused on these two teams, and so for life, like all these people from you could be from California, and you're a Cubs fan. And that's and so that's kind of I think what happened with Bud Light, which is so there were so few channels like you were saying, and it was it was targeted specifically to people, and then everybody. Well, remembers and they did it. they did such a good job with during the Super Bowl, and they got a whole you know I say when it was cheap comparatively to what it costs now, it was cheap to advertise during the Super Bowl. Right. I think you know you paid a couple hundred thousand dollars for an ad for a national campaign for a game that everybody's watching a cultural, and that was the other thing. Those damn Clydesdales. I mean. Mm. They've had to cancel Clydesdale appearances at parades. Oh, have they? They've had to cancel Clydesdale. Dude, I'll never forget the Bud. I think it only aired one time, but it's one of the most memorable Bud commercials of all time. It was right after 9 11. They had those Clydesdales. I, I got you a couple I remember right. the commercial. Okay, I remember exactly comes, what you're talking about. And it about. comes yep. up with New York in the background. Yep. And it, and it that takes, was a great it, it commercial. Ta- it takes a bow. Yep. I was like, I remember Budweiser too. forever. Bud forever. That was that was a really good commercial. And, and, and ruined all of I'm that. I'm getting activity. emotional thinking about it now Me that too. you said that. I totally remember that. I'm over here trying to tell a story without choking up. Yeah, you know, but that's one of the most epic commercials ever. And it didn't it, it didn't say a word. Mm-mm. It was just the horse, the fog, New York in the background, the horse taking a you know taking a bow, and uh, man, all that ruined with one tranny. That ain't even a real tranny, by the way. It's a dude with woman face on. Y'all keep telling me black face is so bad. This dude's playing woman face. It ain't even a, he, he ain't even a real tranny. And I know y'all don't like that word. That's why I use it. I heard somebody on another radio station this morning trying to tiptoe around this conversation. Like, just, just have it. Just have the conversation. Oh, about the about, about using uh, about LGBT, I will not use the word, but I will let you Clay. That is that is your bag. Yeah, just yes. just you, you have the conversation. Yeah, I mean, um, what 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 uh, what is Dylan Mulvaney is a he's a man that. Is he identifying as a female? I don't even know. I mean, whether or is he just dressed as a woman? Yeah, well, he says he's he says he calls it his woman. She mocks women. He mocks women. Women. So he's not actually identifying as a female. Yeah, but it's a joke. Okay. It, it, he's clearly a comedian, and he's got to interview. He's not to, real about it, is what you're trying to say. You're going to have to Google it and look for yourself to see what I'm talking about. Okay. I, I, I'm not explaining it well. Let's take I'm, a break. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. 3.9 FM. I want to thank Dr. Sheila Spann for coming in with over Diabetes Solution of Wellness. Again, if you missed any of that, uh, podcast will be up later. And you can also find her online at 411diabetes.net. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. I had the pleasure of going over to A1 Gear and Auto right there in Florence yesterday myself and uh, had to get the uh, girlfriend's car worked on. And they put a new front bearing in. And boom, not front, I'm sorry, rear bearing in uh on her uh, car and i mean man we were in and out in no time i thought we were gonna have to schedule a time and drop it back off and coordinate all that and man justin drove it down the block came back knew exactly what it was we were back busting bugs within an hour i'm telling you to get something done right and to get something done quick do not usually coincide with one another and that's what i was telling him while we were there and he also said that uh while we were there, thanks to all the WYB listeners and Clay Edwards Show listeners, because it's, uh, it, you guys have gone out there and supported them, and we do appreciate that. So, uh, look, if you need any automotive repair done, 
get over there. Anything except diesel engine repair. They don't do that. But if you need any automotive repairs done, get over there to A1 Gear and Auto right there on 49 South in Florence. But, uh, and I always tell y'all, they can work on everything from a check engine, diagnosing a check engine light to your air conditioner to a, uh, a bad bearing or hub or whatever in your, in your, on your wheels, behind your wheels, in your axles, whatever you want to call it. I ain't a mechanic. I just know how to tear stuff up. Uh, but what they really specialize in is your ring and pinion, your gears, all that stuff, your transaxle, everything. Get over there, see them. They'll take care of all that stuff. A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on 49 South in Florence, uh, right there at that new intersection at Gunner Road. You can't miss them. If you're going south on 49, they're on, your, on the right-hand side of the road, past Tom's Fried Pies and all that stuff. Well, I tell you what, Tom's Fried Pies, they're not one of my sponsors, but goodness gracious, they uh. I hear them more on this station. I hear customers calling in more about them than any other single thing we do around here. So uh, congr- really? congratulations to, the, to them for getting the bang for their advertising buck. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Man. I always like to hear about people doing well off the advertisements, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, look, welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. we got Sean york Karan here in the studio. Sean, let's jump straight in, brother. Mm-hmm. Um. I posted a video on the Save Jackson Instagram yesterday. Was that the one you sent me? Yes. The one with the lady walking well, West Jackson? Yeah. So I, as soon as I loaded it to TikTok and sent it to you, like 20 views later, it got deleted off TikTok. They don't play. Oh, uh, because it's got some nudity in it. Which I find ironic. Because yeah, I see a lot of nudity on, on TikTok. On TikTok. Okay. Like, but, uh, we've got standards here. Yeah. So, so Just breasts, no booty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is there? I mean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, of course, Instagram, you can't have Insta thoughts and, and have and have uh, any, uh, what am I trying to say, morals and standards. So I knew it would fly there. This is the most immoral stuff I've ever seen on TikTok. <laughs> I know. I mean, I sent you a TikTok prior to that that we can't even discuss on here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I'm like that's acceptable, but a woman walking naked down the street with a camera. Anyway, a woman was walking. I say all that to say, there's a woman walking pantsless. She's got mm-hmm. a top. She's got her purse. This is in Jackson, mind you. I mean, obviously, this is in Jackson. Walking down Ellis Avenue from 80, going towards Lynch, just in the middle of the road with a car behind her filming it was not me i stole the video off the internet it was already there brother welcome to fabulous jackson all right so of course one of our good friends and listeners of the show um reached out and she's like hey clay i've talked to the i have found this this woman's parents and family and they're they've 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 picked her up the police i guess picked her up put her in the psych ward for seven days which i didn't even know you could still do that i thought saint dominic's was closing that assuming that's where it's at anyway uh people are mad that we post stuff like that and by we i mean there's a couple other people around town that post these same kind of videos of people behaving badly i'm just apparently the only white guy that does it in jackson so it gets extra attention when i do it because how dare you post the videos of black people doing anything stupid you know, well, quit doing stupid Wasn't stuff. Wasn't there a naked white guy walking down um, Gallatin you posted to one time? I remember that. Maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't you, but I thought it was you. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, anybody it, doing weird stuff like that, whether they're black or white, I yeah, think it's, 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 it's postable. It's, I mean, right? Yeah. It's postable. You know, and I do it. I, I've done it at people. I've, I've gotten crackheads on video or meth heads on video at, at gas stations doing crazy stuff. I, I, I do this because I, I've, I've often said, save Jackson. Or just anything I post online. It's a warning label to avoid this area. It's not because I want to save Jackson. I mean, I would like to see it get better. I mean, we all benefit from a better Jackson. It's a warning label. It's like, okay, hey, there's crack kids fist fighting and, and, and having intercourse in the parking lot of a gas station on High Street. If you're coming downtown with your family, you may not want to stop at that gas station unless you want to have to explain some really weird stuff to your kids. Yeah, I mean, I posted something on the, I guess, the other side of it. I posted something. I was at Finian's one night several months ago, and those lunatics with the you're going to hell signs and, oh, yeah. you know, because you're drinking yeah. at the bar, those guys that, you know, will, haven't had sex since the, the, the 80s. People. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys are like, and they're, they're sitting there protesting. And, and, I mean, I posted that video and I said, look at these idiots. I mean, so it's the same thing. I think. Yeah, they used to become a protest out in front of the club when I had on Capitol Street. And mm-hmm. I would, they'd be on their soapbox, and I'd be out there trying to have a conversation with them. And, 
I, I'm against the way they do things. It's I, horrible. I, I don't like it. You're not converting anybody. Uh, you know, they, they can find the word and they can depict it to, to say going to screaming at people is the way to do it. And I couldn't disagree more. You're going to turn people off. <laughs> That's exactly you what know. you do. You make people like you're turning people away. One of, them, one of them got punched in the face by stud out at uh, the Brandon Amphitheater. Good. And, and, <laughs> yeah, good. and of course, they turn around and try to sue. That's what they do. And that's yeah. why I don't like them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there, there's video of them uh, screaming at families, eating on patios and fondering. I mean, yeah, I've that, seen that. And that, I got a friend of mine, I'm not going to name them. They're part, they're very religious, very Catholic, and they're part of a group that um, that goes out and reaches out to women that were going to have abortions. Mm-hmm. Which I think, look, if that's your religious belief, that's great that you're doing that and you're trying to, you know, you're living what you, but I'm sure in they're a not nice, cussing them they're not, out. yeah, in a nice way. These are, I mean, these are people in bad situations where they're thinking about having an abortion. It's not like it's a good thing and they're happy about it or like it's just a good situation. So they do it in a, in, you know, nice way, give them some education about it and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, of course, they're going to, I'm sure they're promoting their religious belief, which is fine. But if you do that in a, cordial nice way people will listen to you when you go there and start saying man why are you having that beer at the bar i start throwing beer at them i do it every time i don't care yeah you know as you should yeah i mean i I just i I don't agree with it and um they've been on this radio station a couple times on other shows and stuff and i just the way they do it i remember being at a i mean look y'all y'all know who clay edwards is at this point this ain't a gimmick you know, white trash was my lifestyle for a long time. You know, I I, I I ain't playing one on TV. I didn't stay at a white trash Holiday Inn last night. I, this, you're getting who you get here. Right. We were at a strip club down in Woodville, Mississippi. It's like a deer camp town. <laughs> and the strip club was in a trailer. Yeah. I mean, does the story need to go any further? Oh. Gravel parking lot. Some of those same type people are out there protesting. This guy that owned the strip club in the trailer had installed a sprinkler system in the gravel parking lot. Oh, that's wonderful. And cut it on. <laughs> and they're so used to it. This is they're Woodville? out there with their sign, Woodville, Mississippi. How did they find the strip club, the, the Jesus protester guys, whatever? <laughs> How did they, whatever you call themselves? I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I just thought what was funny about it more than anything was I guess they were so used to this whole thing happening every weekend mm-hmm. that the guy installed sprinklers in the gravel parking lot. And that the protesters are used to getting hit. They didn't miss a beat. Brother. Kept on going. Just kept on going. God hates strippers, right? Or whatever they say. Yeah. I mean, look, and I'm as religious. Uh, I, I, how do I say it? I, I'm as big of a, I, I am a Christian. I, no doubt I'm, I believe in God. I just don't believe in the way they try to go out and harass people. And yeah. I understand going going into the ghettos and going into the places and going into the prisons and that's ministry, wonderful stuff. Yeah, ministry I think and, so and stuff and going to the worst places. Mm-hmm. Um, some people got thicker skin than I do, and they're better at doing that kind of stuff. I just don't think that confronting people like yeah. that is the way to do it. Horrible way to do it. I mean, it, um, if you do want to get into uh, country strip clubs, there's one in West that we used to go to too. I don't know if you've been there, but where West, the West. one in West. you've never been to one well, in West. I mean, look again. It's a, <laughs> all that's a past life. <laughs> okay, all that's a past life. There's. There's a, there, if I never go into another one again, it'll be too soon. Maybe I need those guys to come protest me. I'm obviously going to hell. So yeah, I, again, I, I, I never need it. If I ever go into another one again, it'll be too soon. But in a pa- in a past life, past life, right? In a past life, I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in and out of those type places, sinning. Mm-hmm. I was a sinner. I was, but anyway, so circling back here, yeah, like Jen Saki. Let's circle back. Okay, uh, back to Jackson. You know. And it just says so much about it. See, you know, you, you know, we don't see stuff like that. People walking naked down the street. Mm-hmm. Where? Anywhere else but Jackson. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, I guess. Yeah, it's a, and there's also a, it's not just the naked stuff. If you, uh, yeah, I live close to Finney, and so if you go over there, and uh, there's people walking around Fortification Street just yelling at themselves. Have you seen that? Like they're just walking around yelling at themselselves. Yeah, well, there's a, uh, there's clearly a mental health issue. I, I just I see that. I've seen that for years. Just people just walking around, just yelling at themselves and talking to themselves, and I'm just like, how do you? It, it's so it's so strange that nobody. I don't. I hate to use the word round them up, but I mean, like, just I don't think a guy walking around yelling at himself is a pretty. It's Safe not. It, it, ain't, it ain't healthy, and you better be careful. The Fenians people get mad anytime you use them as a point of reference. I, I didn't a, mean to do that. I, I love those guys. One, I mean, one uh, of the guys that works there got all saucy with me one time online for sharing a post about a uh, guy getting shot around Finians. Well, I mean, I'm just saying they're walking on for. I, I, I'll sit out on that deck on Finians and have a beer, like everybody has, and you'll see these. I'm just saying I, that's where I. That's what I'm sitting on Fortification Street. Well, it's great no, for sightseeing. Let's be honest. Yeah, you see a lot of people walking down Fortification to Jefferson, acting like lunatics. I mean, you just see that. From well, there. and the hospitals are near. Yeah, yeah, and that's what people have told me before that they're just. 
coming from the hospitals, and that's why they're just walking around. I mean, I had one guy one time, Clay, about six years ago. He just he showed up in my backyard, and he was half naked and just walked around my backyard. Uh, it, you know, it's just because that that kind of stuff just happens around there. Right there, when I first started the Save Jackson page, there was a picture floating around. It had happened. This is why this content's gold. It was a guy who had got out of of UMMC, I reckon, and there's that bus stop right there on State Street, yeah, North State. There's that bus stop bench right there, and he mm-hmm. was just, dude, he was butt naked, <laughs> sitting on that bench, and people were snapping pictures. And like, I just remember like some some young black dude reached out to me, and said, hey man, that's my uncle. You need to take that picture down. I'm like, your uncle needs to put some clothes on. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, some other people posted that picture, that video of that girl yesterday, and I talked to another guy last night that runs a similar type page, and. He said, yeah, man, one of the cousins or something reached out to me and said, I need to take that down. That's his cousin, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if nobody would know who it was, if the people would quit reaching out to people saying, that's my cousin. Right. It's just a, it's just a, all you see is a woman's hair and butt booty naked body walking from, walking down the road. You don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Y'all may the know one who that you're talking about, the one you sent me last yeah, the, night. Yeah, yeah the you one can't, I sent you. I don't know who that is. No, me either. Okay. And, and, you know, but apparently... She's a uh, strung out on dope, but you don't hear about a whole lot of black folks strung out on meth. But apparently, she's strung out on meth, mm-hmm. and family's trying to get her help. You know, and, and that's a sad situation. I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. But it, in one of my weak spots, and I'll be the first to say this is I lack empathy for people who are in current the current throes of addiction, mm-hmm. who aren't getting the help they need, who are put in their families. I don't have any sympathy. I have sympathy for their families. I don't have any sympathy for them. I'm now, just, the second you say, okay. I got to get my life together. Mm-hmm. I'll be your biggest fan because I've had to do that same thing. It's hard. Sure, I've had plenty of friends who've had to do that same thing. It's hard. We got a sponsor yeah. here on this show, uh, Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center, who run a who run a re- rehabilitation center, helping people fight those. I fully fully support you deciding to get clean. Absolutely, I do not have any sympathy for you if you're walking down the street butt booty naked because you're high as a kite four days into a binger. A binger. Let me ask you. So somebody. Somebody identified the person is what you're saying? Multiple people have. Now, I'm going to ask, let me pose a question this way. How did they know? How do they know? Like, hey, that's Sheila. Like, I, how did they just know that that's Sheila's booty? I, like, said, I can see it right there. So I told one of the guys in the comments who said, that's somebody's daughter. I said, well, if they recognize her from that view, I'm going to pray for them too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because obviously is a lady walking half naked from the behind. I mean, if you know who she is, you can recognize her. Let me ask you how. Yeah. I mean, that's just... If you're the one commenting on that, like, oh, that's Sheila. Okay. Exactly. How do you know that? I mean. All right. Let's do, let's, let's, you know. let's, have, let's have a palate cleanser. We're going to take a break real quick. Strip clubs and half-naked women walking down the street. I guess we need to move on. Hey, that. there's – on the other side of the break, there's an article that came out that I think is pretty interesting. And I know you got some things you want to hit as well before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it that did it? I guess this is what they call a tease in the business, right? Um. There was an article that came out. Well, it looks like MSN is where I shared it from. I don't know if that's the original uh, person to credit. Is to. that your RFK article? It's the R- I read it, it last it's, night. It's the trust the science. It's mm-hmm. the wildest trust the science article ever. I read it's that. trust the science even when it's wrong. Yeah, because it's the science, and we're not supposed to question it. I want to talk about this. That's a good. Side. I read it actually. It's a good. It's a good. Yeah, it's a good topic. All right, let's do that. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Eric Ron. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron here live on 103.9 FM WYAB, the King Kong of Morning Talk Radio right here on WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. And I'm going to tell you what, I made that Tom's Fried Pies reference a second ago about how so many people call in and talk about their Tom's Fried Pies. You know what, uh, I, I'm doing a disservice there because Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's uh, gets just as much play out of this show anyway. Uh, during the break on the Guns and Gear text line, um, who was? Let me uh, find my text here. I think it was um, Charlotte text in and said, just wanted you to know, took the family to eat at Acme Pizza and was beyond impressed. It's the best pizza in town and the service is phenomenal. We, we will be back. Thank you for the recommendation. And I, I get at least two or three texts a week. From people that like it, that 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 like that. And I'm gonna tell you, it's one thing to trick one or two people into thinking you got good food. You ain't tricking everybody, and you're not tricking folks that are texting me constantly that know they can tell me the truth. 
I've not got one text from anybody. This is on on the on a stack of Bibles that Ted told me they had a bad experience at Acme. I talked about A One Gear and Auto a minute ago. Justin over there, the owner, he's been going to taking his family over there at least once or twice a week, or getting it to go at minimum. And uh, has said it's his new favorite pizza place. He lives all the way in Florence, mind you, and going all the way past a lot of pizza places to get to the reservoir, a reservoir, to get a. Uh, to get Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. You can be that happy as well. They open daily at 4. They're open late to around midnight or so. Located right there in Fannin Mart on the Riz, right in front of the bowling alley there. They're available on all major food delivery apps, including locally owned, veteran-owned Take-A-Break deliveries. So check them out. And they use the promo code if you use Take-A-Break deliveries, all caps, CLAY601. Get $5 off your delivery fee. But hey, uh, when we're talking about Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, go eat. Let's just be honest. Food delivery stuff is great. I love it. But, man, every now and then, you just need to get a pizza fresh out the oven, brought out to your table, molten lava hot, and enjoy it the way God intended with the roof of your mouth hanging off because you ate the pizza while it was too hot. You can do that at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. You can also uh, quench your thirst with a cold beer or mixed drink or one of their nine different frozen daiquiris they have on tap. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Reservoir. I don't know. Is that Flowood? Is that Brandon? It's the Reservoir. It don't matter. You know what I'm talking about. Go see them. Tell them Clay sent you. All right, Sean. Let's talk about this article here. The original, the original article was from USA Today. And it's titled, man, when you, once you, when you try to open these things, they have so many dang ads. I know it. I just did it during the break. It's terrible. Uh, it's like, I, I'm just trying to. It's like, do you want a new Volvo? No, I don't. Okay, it's Joe Rogan, RFK Jr. don't get it. Vaccine science isn't up for debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, excuse me. Especially, and you brought it up, so I don't want to steal your thunder here. You said this during the break. How is it not up for debate, considering everything they said about it was a lie? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, of course, and again, just full disclaimer, I mean, I've had the vaccine. I've been boosted. I'm pro-taking the vaccine. I'm not against taking the vaccine. That being said, though, what I'm against is when you don't know something and you say you do. And that's the problem that makes people distrust science. It's when you say, hey, the, um, you take the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Or you take the vaccine and you're not going to spread COVID. Well, that ended up not being true, but they said on the front end that that was what it was. And I just it, this goes back to the mass thing and all the things that we were talking about. Like, why not just say we don't know this yet? We're it's testing. We're it's coming out. We're going to see what happens. But instead of saying, you know, shaming people, saying we're going to have vaccine mandates and we're going to make sure you take the vaccine because if you don't, you're being selfish because you're spreading it to other people. And you want to kill Granny? Yeah, and I, like they did that, and I think that was just like they really pushed that. Now I'm not. I mean, look, I think my dad had the vaccine and he got sick, and the doctor even said, I think that since you had the vaccine, it probably saved your life. And I think for elderly people. That it was, it's a damn good thing to get for people that are, you know, with comorbidities and are, are advanced age. Um, so I'm not like talking, I don't want to talk, I'm not talking against taking the vaccine. I think it's a good idea. Well, I think this but is what, what gives you a level of credibility. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you, you're not such a sheep about it. Like you made a choice to get it. Yeah. You, you were self employed. You were not forced to get the vaccine. No, nobody, yeah. You, you, you made a choice, and that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. care what people do to themselves. Mm-hmm. It's when they started telling us we had to do it, and they started playing that game, that mm-hmm. guilt game, mm-hmm. and they started trying to separate, yeah, separate us as different species. You know, like one of the steps of genocide. Sure. You know, that's like, well, hold on now. You know, I got a problem with this. But if you choose to get it, teach their own. You know, I choose not to. I don't expect you. I don't expect to be shamed for not getting it. And I don't, I'm not going to shame you for getting it. Yeah, I mean, what you do with your butt, go, don't get it if you don't want it. I ain't none of my business. Now, what they did was they tried to say, if you don't get it, you're being, you're going to kill somebody. You're being selfish. That was, at, you know, at first it was like, hey, you can't get it if you get the vaccine, which, of course, we found out that wasn't true. Heck, I had it last summer and I've had, you know, I've been boosted. But the, the big thing I think that they did that bothered me the most was that they said you couldn't spread it. No. And that is, I think was a problem. They sold that and that, spread, and that wasn't true. And those people became quote unquote, the super spreaders when they mm-hmm. said they thought they couldn't spread it. And they were actually the ones that had a higher levels of it in their body. Right, I didn't read that. that before, were sure. spreading yeah. it. I was remember I was working with a guy that had been vaxxed at the time. And I was in the back of my mind worried about getting sick because we and him worked in close spaces together. I was like, is he putting this off on me? Luckily, I didn't. Well, I think, you know, Clay, also this guy referenced the article. He makes some decent points. One thing I would say is that we already have a society that's mistrustful about politics, mistrustful about 
This was written by Doctor, by mm, the way. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, Doctor Thomas Liu. We already have a, a society that's distrustful, doesn't trust any of the politicians as they should, should not trust them. Uh, does not trust doctors. Does not, and that's dangerous. I mean, there are things that medical science does. Tons of things that is very good, right? Tons of things, and we now have a society that's because of I think a mix of politics or whatever you want to call it that has caused segments of our society not to trust science. And well, well, that's just, that's really sad. And I'm worried about what that's going to do in the future to us too. Well, it, it's self-inflicted mm-hmm. because of what they did with COVID. Yeah. And I think, I know I, I agree with you there. I think that like they did things, they said things and it goes back to what I'm saying. They said, we know when we don't know. And that has caused all this massive mistrust. And when you turn science into Paul, I don't know how science is political. It shouldn't be political. Like this is this does this, this does that. That's it. So I want to read. I want to read it. Here's what I really didn't like was the opening, the opening course mm-hmm. of this. I hated his analogy of somebody trying home remedies for cancer somehow correlating to not I trusting the COVID part. vaccine. So I'm, I want to read this opening paragraph here. Uh, it says a. Uh, by the time my patient had reached out for treatment, it was too late. Laying in her hospital bed, cancer had originated in her breast, had spread to her liver, her lungs, and even her brain. She had known about her cancer for years, but did not trust medical doctors for treatment. Instead, she relied on natural remedies, vitamins, and supplements recommended by communities online that she could have faith in over Big Pharma and the medical complex. They did not work. I've been thinking about this now deceased woman lately as I've been reading about Joe Rogan's challenge for a scientist to debate a politician over the benefits of vaccines. The popular podcaster has invited Dr. Peter Hotez, a professor of virology and a preeminent vaccine expert to argue against Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a known vaccine skeptic. Like my misguided patient, many of Rogan's listeners do not trust medical experts or at the best scientific data available and would rather believe a vaccine skeptic or at least weigh their testimony equally. Dr. Hotez is is right to call out the misinformation on this widespread podcast, and he is right to not partake in the spectacle that would be this debate. You might think, why wouldn't he just participate, shut down all the critics and prove his point? After all, if he's the sci- if the scientific data is so strong, wouldn't it easily persuade listeners over any point RFK Jr. could make? Well, therein lies the problem. Scientific facts are not up for debate. The whole premise that scientific data needs to win over the masses to be true is flawed. Science is science, and the objective data that can be reliably reproduced is true whether people believe it or not. Vaccines have been studied rigorously, and there is no reproducible data that it causes autism as RKJ believe RFK Jr. believes. Okay. Mixing in things that are irrelevant to this. Like mm-hmm. that's irrelevant to this. Right. Now you can say that there's the vaccine vaccine skeptics, uh your MPVR, your Mississippi Parents for Vaccine Rights, those people uh that have been kind of anti vax for a long time. Mm-hmm. They were anti vax before, before COVID, cool. right. Yeah. Before the people cool. that were all yeah, yeah. they call it lightning in a bottle. And, mm-hmm. and look I, and I love them folks. They're mm-hmm. they're listeners of the show. I, I I support Mary Jo Perry and all them. Um you know and and, and they're entitled to, to to their opinions. Yeah. But they call it lightning in a bottle with their movement and this COVID vaccine. And good for them. You know, you, you stick you stick something out and you grind it out. Uh, good things come your way. But to say that the scientific data, the science can't be argued, it absolutely can be, and it should be. Yeah, we I, should want it to be. I think he actually, if you read, you know, read the whole article, where, and if you look at it again, it, I think he actually argued against his own position, or he answered his own question, excuse me, that's what it is. What I mean by this is he's talking about the first few paragraphs about the lady with cancer. Well, the reason that she was a skeptic is because we didn't discuss it. Like, the same thing what we're talking about, we're not debating things, we're not talking about, we didn't debate, like, could... If you, had the, if you had the vaccine, could you spread COVID? We didn't debate that because it was like you were just supposed to listen to them. The list lady now that had cancer, yeah, she made a mistake. If you got cancer, you need to go get treatment. Sure. I mean, you need to get treatment. You're not going to sit there and take, you know, milk thistle and it's going to go away. Huh. Like, that's not happening. So, but this lady, because of all this distrust out there that we're not talking about things, that we're not having, we're not being real with people about stuff, 
that cause I've noticed this everywhere. Like I had a friend of mine the other day ask me, like, why do you go? Why did you just go get a go to the doctor and get a full workup? It's like, well, I mean, because I'm going to go to the doctor and get my blood work done. I'm going to check. I'm 44 years old. I'm going to check myself out. And I knew we as men especially are bad about doing that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, you know, I do that. I'm going to do that. And he's like, well, and you I get just the don't weight off your shoulders. Yeah, you do. That's the best part about it. You feel so much better. And but you talking to him, he was like, well, I just don't trust doctors. I mean, that that's bad when we're in that point in society where people don't trust doctors to get your blood work. See, and that's what I think we need to we, we need to focus on. How do we fix that? And I think debate. Actually, I think this RFK and Doctor Hotez things is a great is a great thing. Yeah. Like I think that's a good idea. We need to have those things out there because if we don't, we just have too much built up mistrust. And I, it, it's also just trending that way. With I don't mean just vaccines, with all kind of medicine. Like you always hear the thing, um, you know, don't the doctors are pushing the medicine just work out which working out eating right is awesome you do that i do that totally 100 percent in that but it doesn't mean you shouldn't go get your blood work done no. it doesn't mean you shouldn't go see the doctor like it doesn't like you still need to go and get right you need to go get a colonoscopy if you're over a certain age you I need to go I, get these things i'll tell done. you you know i wish i had one younger and mm. they could have found that diverticulitis before my colon busted in half exactly the problem you had sure you and know that I means mean, so you go get go get your look and here's the other thing that i where i lost trust in and big, big pharma, big, big medical, industrial medical mm-hmm. complex is we were told, talk to your doctor, talk to your doctor, mm-hmm. talk to your doctor. Well, my doctor told me on three different occasions, don't take the vaccine. Well, there you go. Oh, well, well don't, don't, don't talk to that doctor. Go talk to one who will tell you to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So well, hold on now. I talked to my doctor three times and he said, this is going to be a pandemic of variants. Mm-hmm. These vaccines are going to wane. Basically, right. they're, they're not going to do what you need them to do. Viruses are going to do what they do. They mutate. Virus is going to virus. Yeah. And uh, so I talked to my doctor three times, but now my doctor's a nut job because he didn't tell me to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But just because you you did, and I thought, Sean, I think a lot of it too was these people who bought in hook, line, and sinker on this vaccine working. A lot of them didn't want to admit it. It was kind of like a misery loves company thing too. It's like I got it, you have to get it. I did my part, you have to do yours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was part of it. I think that happened. Uh, I think in, we've talked about this, I think, even on air before. I think in like the summer of 2020, we all were willing to drink a vaccine, weren't we, at that point? And that all shifted as the year went on. And then the vaccine actually came out, I think, the beginning of 21. I think I got my first shot in April of 2021. And, um, and I think that it, it, it totally by that time it shifted into we were having like a political war on the vaccine mm-hmm. but in the summer of 20 i think everybody was like kind of sick of being inside and we're having all this mitigation stuff i'll just drink the vaccine and then it became of course kamala harris said i won't take a trump vaccine and then then the trump people were like we're not going to do it if biden pushes it out and then begin this whole political thing and then there was all this pressure about well you need to take it because you love your neighbor well that ended up not being true and i think and then so on and so forth and and there were people that legitimately should have taken the vaccine that would have saved their lives especially the elderly and people with comorbidities and i truly believe this and they didn't because of all the politics well that and then we got to take a break i'm so i'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm take the last bite here yeah. um the what 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 killed me was this very people who told me to take this vaccine you're not going to spread anything it's going to stop the spread yada 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 we're still wearing their mask in public Right, well, if you right. tr- if you trusted the vaccine, take off the dang. That mask. ended up not working, by the way. The mask that ended up not. Yeah, the, the, right. the mask that also didn't stop the spread. Right. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Sean York Karan on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. Hey, man, I hadn't mentioned it today. Uh, the Guns of Your Text Line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. Seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four is the guns and gear text line. Uh, the phone line, if you want to call in, six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Hey, you may be asking yourself, what is for lunch today out there at the Gathering Restaurant at the County Livingston? Today is Wednesday. You know what that means? It's fried pork chop day. Man, get out there, get the best fried pork chops in the South with two sides, cornbread, and a drink. If uh, that ain't your thing, they'd have a full menu to order from, too. You can try the fried chicken, the Dumbo's chicken sandwich. They got salads. They got all kind of stuff. Uh, don't feel like cooking dinner tonight? How about their midweek m- menu special? You get uh, two people can eat for 30 bucks. You get your choice of one app plus two entrees. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook there. Just go search The Gathering Restaurant and get all the details. But um, for lunch today is the fried pork chop 
That is our Madison County What's for Lunch. Our Rankin County What's for Lunch is the Big Salad, located right there in Dogwood Shopping Center on Market Drive. Get in there, try one of their designer salads, or build your own, one of their specialty salads, or build your own right there at the Big Salad. Of course, they have soup, subs, smoothies, and more. You can order them online and pick up at thebigsalad.com. That's the Rankin County What's for Lunch. Sean, that was a great conversation there about that. I think that what what we can take from that, and I, I, I've posted that article. I will reshare that article in the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group. Make sure you go and add yourselves to that. We'll get you approved and get you in there as long as you got a real profile. Um, I, Everything should be debated. I mean, that's why, that's why I have you on the show a lot of times. Because I'm either going to, I say it all the time, I'm either going to change my mind about something I was wrong about, or I'm going to be more resolute in my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Everything should be questioned. Everything should be debated. I should be questioned. Don't take anything I say as, as fact. Fact check me. You know, these people, they should want to, if they're so right, they should want to be proven right. They should want an opportunity to make, make JFK, RFK Jr. look like a nut job. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought he was kind of a nut job. To that's what lately. I thought before. I, I, this, I didn't really, I didn't even know that he was anti-vaccine, actually, until... He started running for president. I never just haven't paid attention to him in years. I just happen to agree with him on this issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just remember him, you know, being kind of. I always heard he was kind of nutty. This was years and years ago, before yeah. any of you know. COVID. Yeah, sure. But I, other than that, I just never really heard. He'd be on Larry King occasionally. You'd see him, but I never really. Um, I mean, he has credibility really because of his last name. That's it. He does. Yeah, and uh, but I just never really thought of him about him until now. <clears throat> never thought about him until now. You um, know, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, the conservative folks in the conservative media. Finally coming out and saying, you know, don't trust this guy. He's still a Kennedy. They invented the establishment, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I, I would be, I would tell conservatives to be weary of being too supportive. And I've, I've got sucked right in a couple of weeks ago after the Joe Rogan show too. I was like, wow, this guy makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. like he makes things make sense, but he's still going to have some policies that I don't agree with. Sure. But I did like the picture of him shirtless. You know, showing how good a shape he was I in. I saw that. I saw that. And, you know, because yeah. I was just thinking, I love that. I know you're going to hate this. I love that picture of Vladimir Putin shirtless with a, I actually, a horse. you know, that's the only thing, one of the few things I like about that lunatic, like, is, yeah. is that he does. I watched, have you ever watched the. Uh, it's not that I like shirtless guys, by right. the way. I just yeah, think that that's, when, you, when you flex your masculinity on, 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 the weak, on a weaker person, it, it, it's something to behold. I like Putin the propaganda it. behind it. I, I think is what I like about it. I, yeah, like, I enjoy that. And I, I like that RFK did it because it's just, you know, it's just so, look at weak, frail Joe Biden. Look at me. That, that's what, you know, of course, obviously, I don't like Donald Trump at all. But the one thing I do like about him is his bravado. Yeah. I really enjoy how, like, he is the most shameless dude that I've ever, you know, he just, that's what, so it's kind of like, I like that about Putin also where he, uh. I mean, it's kind of that's amazing. They both have that in common. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know, we talk a lot about all this is professional wrestling, right? Yeah. And and they are they're not heels. Well, I guess it depends on your perspective, right? Mm. They can kind of be a tweener, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Rock was. You know, they can kind of go either way. And but there's a lot of that professional wrestling to it. And the guys that are good at that mm-hmm. happen to also be the quote unquote best politicians or favorite. Most popular politician. Absolutely, they're successful. Trump, RFK Jr. is mm-hmm. is obviously setting himself up to do very well. Obama could speak Obama. to anyone. I mean, like it was an, his, his speaking ability. Just amazing. everybody. If you can cut a promo, you can be good at this. You got the. I was thinking about that this morning, Clay. It, talking about both sides, Republicans, Democrats. If you just if are a person that wants to become president of the United States, you've got to have something in you anyway, mm-hmm. right? You've got to have that kind of drive, that we'll ego, it, it factor. that it factor, an ego within you that you think you are great enough to lead the free world. That doesn't you know, it doesn't matter what your political opinions were, that you just have that, I'm going to be the most powerful person in the world. That's what makes me truly believe that 2020 was stolen. Joe Biden does has none of that. I don't know about that. He's run for president 4,622 times. <laughs> and I lost mean, every time. But this was the time. You know? a, I mean, he just, this was the time. I mean, he uh, well, he had a great basement campaign. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's nothing like beating somebody from your basement. Um, So t- tell me this. Ha- have you changed your mind any since last time we talked about the Democrats possibly uh, swapping Joe out, considering all the stuff that's coming out, the IRS whistleblowers. No, nope. I don't want to get into the nuts and bolts. Yeah, of we don't all have to. It. I'll tell you real quick why not though. Uh, what happened this past weekend? I know you and I were texting this weekend about what happened in Russia. Yeah, if this gets pulled off, 
Joe Biden is going to be near unbeatable. And just remember I said that, and I know the listeners are going to like that. But if there is an actual coup in Russia that becomes successful, it'll be the greatest foreign policy achievement since the wall came down. Yeah, I, I saw you say that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot to digest. Um, it would be a it would be an interesting achievement if you're pulling to make Russia part of the globalist NWO and all that. And I, I would like for them to stay as independent and as far from NATO as possible. Well, let but, me say this. Also, actually, that is all dependent upon who takes over. Now, if it's another former Soviet guy that's a KGB guy, that could be worse. Yeah. If it's a gangster, it, which there's a lot of them over there that we can just buy off, then that's going to be very beneficial to us. Did I read – now, who's the guy who was trying to lead this coup? Prigozhin. Did I name. read that he went from running a hot dog stand? If you can dream it, you can do it, Clay. I mean, he ran a hot dog stand. He became friends with Putin in Moscow in the 1980s. They just ran into each other. I think maybe Putin was buying a hot dog. Who knows? Yeah. And they became buds. I mean, and they just – and and that's how this guy rose up through his career because he, he became – Buddies with Vladimir Putin, and Putin was just a low-level government official at that time. Yeah, I guess very similar to the Hunter Biden story. Yeah, right. That's is that how him and Tucker from, became buddies? From smoking cheddar, from smoking cheddar, uh, the, grated cheese. To, that's to, how him and Tucker met at the university, and to, they've become to, buddies forever. To leading a a, 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 a gas company in a. But you know he had a lot of expertise about gas. Passing (laughs) gas. Being full of hot air. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back and land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron right here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. I said it one time the whole show. (laughs) Welcome in. Welcome back. We're getting ready to land the plane here. We just set up our Friday show, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to sit there, and we're going to discuss – was the Titanic submarine a diversion from the Hunter Biden story, unintentionally or intentionally? I think y'all are going to love the conversation. I hated to stop it to come back on the radio, <laughs> and we only got a minute left, so there's no way we can we can dive into it because it's got too many turns. We're going to talk about that whole thing. I think it's wildly interesting how captivated America was for a couple of days. It's that boat, man. It's that ship. It's Titanic the Titanic. Thing. Just some, there's something to all of us, I think. That and then I'm telling you, and then the fact that our government knew by Sunday that that thing had blown up and didn't mm-hmm. tell nobody till the timer ran out. Oh, by the way, we we knew. Yeah, that is that that part's kind of weird. That, yeah, that part, part is weird that, that they part. knew that that they're like, oh yeah, we kind of. But also, what about the people on the boat? The because I read an interview with uh, Daywood's mother, and she was on the boat waiting for them to come back. Did they? Yeah. Nobody tell them. They nobody. Just said, I mean, yeah. they they waited till the timer ran out on the oxygen mm-hmm. to mention. Oh, by the way, we we kind of knew already. Right, right. Potentially. That's what I mean, it's like that's weird. Like, you should you say like, "Hey, we heard this." Instead of people, I mean, people messing wait. with people's emotions for ninety six hours. That's a long. I mean, not us, the family. I'm talking yeah, about. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. All right, Sean. Great show today, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Uh, thank you, Doctor Sheila Span. I'll be back here tomorrow, and Sean will be back with me Friday. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed, peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.